0: Good morning, Stone County and Mountain View. For those of you that are staying up with our hard and fast COVID updates, this is an interim weekend update dealing with all the numbers that are coming out, finally having reached the state about um, COVID-19 disease in our community and our area. I'll go ahead and share some regional statistics alongside. So we have uh, in our region now 1,228 cases And we have good news still from Independence and Sharp County with the rates continuing to decrease. We have had no new deaths in our region over the last one week, and we are still at nine from last Monday. Currently, uh, over the last 14 days, there have only been two deaths in our region, both of them in Independence County. But as I said above, uh, there's no new deaths over the last week. So in uh, the other counties in our region, Fulton, Baxter, and Izzard, uh, things are very stable. The Izzard outbreak at one of their local businesses has decreased. And over the last uh, 24 hours, up until midnight Sunday night, uh, Independence uh, County was down to 18, whereas they had been up from 20 to 40 cases a day. Sharp County has had two new cases, Fulton County three. Baxter County 5, and Izzard County 4. Now, these numbers are taken from both the Johns Hopkins coronavirus county map for the United States and from the Arkansas Department of Health website that shows county active total cases and deaths. And I have to take that and combine it with local information of cases on the ground that I have personal awareness are positive. And this comes into some complications from time to time. Where I had a, uh, an agent call me uh, several days ago and ask about why the numbers that I was publishing were different than that of the state, and I had to explain to them that the state outbreak director had actually told me that they were five or six days behind the statistics that I was reporting here locally, and they call me several times a day now to get updates about our area. Also, the physicians groups locally have become concerned and are starting to try to urge the local government and education officials uh, toward a a good public health policy, and we'll be hearing more about that in the next few days. But for us in Stone County, our total cases, if you look at those who are uh, positive at all of the regional labs that we can uh, be made aware of, the presumptive cases in homes where there are multiple cases and an entire family has the same symptoms, including fever and loss of smell, as well as those that are pending tests based on our current rates, we likely have between 180 and 200 cases total in our area. Now, uh, of those, I'm aware personally of about 80 positives reported from the local clinic's health systems hospital. Uh, We're having a little trouble getting information back from the health department because they are not able to review their own data that comes back from the state. And I've asked, for the state to please give me those numbers so that I can keep this accurate day by day. In Stone County right now, of those 180 cases, about 101 are active. About 79 are recovered, which leaves us with that 101 active cases. We still, thankfully, have had only one death. And our cases over the last 14 days have been 80 out of our total pandemic positives of 180, which is about 44 percent, far above the state average of about 9 percent. We are having about 30 new cases a day, which has resulted in us going over a period of four or five days from our previous total in the 60s and 70s up to uh, right now reporting that the state is 151 cases, and I've increased that based on local knowledge to about 180. Now then, just some perspective. We're now on the 15 to 24 and 65 to 74 age groups this week, and I just want to share some basic CDC statistics with you. So in the 15 to 24 age range, there are 17,000 deaths in that age group every year, tragically. We've only lost 242 in just over five months to COVID. That's so far a risk of about 1 in 1,500,000. Now, that's just within their age group. If you take that and extrapolate it to all age groups, the chance of a 15 to 24-year-old in the United States dying is 1 in 15 million. Now just by way of comparison... There is a one in one million chance that someone will die in the United States from jogging, swimming or an explosion or even a high speed pursuit with police. So just take that perspective is if you're not afraid to go out and jog, if you're not afraid to go out and swim, if you live your life in fear of dying from an explosion, then that would be consistent with being afraid to live your life with COVID. Although we know that there are risks that we can Uh, take uh, prevention measures for. Now, to the 65 to 74-year-old group, there were 326,074 deaths in the last year to all causes. And we have 31,488 of those that have died during this five plus months to COVID. That's a risk in that age group of about one in a thousand. If you take that across the whole, that's one in 10,000. By way of comparison, One in 50,000 people in the United States die every year from insect stings or uh, exercising of any type. And one in 12,000 die from electrocution or canoeing, for example. So, again, I'm trying to point people to common sense, and that is if you're not afraid to go outside because you're going to die of an insect sting or if you're afraid to do the most healthy thing that you can do, which is exercise, because you might die from it. Or if you live your life in fear of not getting in a canoe because there's a 1 in 12,000 chance that you might die, then that makes about as much sense as living your life in total fear from COVID. Now, I had a patient this week challenge me and they said, but Doc, COVID something that we can prevent. Well, I would argue that I, I think you see that we're not able to prevent COVID deaths because viruses don't uh, select between people and you can't prevent all causes of death. But just think, everything has risk. Getting out of bed in the morning has a risk. Staying in bed has a risk. I would share with you that the death rates begin to increase in all age groups other than very small children and babies when you stay in bed more than 10 hours a day. Walking out of your door has a risk. Getting in the car has risk. Death is not preventable. It's guaranteed, especially as we age. All accidental death is preventable if you consider this one way, if you don't want to have any fun have a life worth living, want to live totally alone in a padded bubble in your home. And even then, there are going to be causes of death that you can't prevent. And folks, it's 10 to 100 times more likely that you or I will die from the the complications of overeating, smoking, sedentary living, a lifestyle that's unhealthy, or things that are totally within our control. And just one quick note about testing. We're going to have a major public free testing outreach at the local Stone County Health Unit on Monday, August the 24th from 3 to 6 p.m. I've been asked this week about not wanting to be tested because someone doesn't want to be quarantined for 14 days. Dr. Romero has explained this uh, once and again on the Governor's YouTube channel, but I want to make this comment for people locally. Testing does not affect your risk. Only a significant exposure or a high-risk exposure makes you at risk to be quarantined. I've had people this week that I care for who've been in the gray zone, and we've had to give them modified precautions with advisement from the state. No matter what, a high-risk exposure for you means a 14-day quarantine, whether you've been tested or not. There's no reason to fear to be tested if you're in a position of exposure to children such as a teacher or involved in the education system or in healthcare. If you're concerned that you might be asymptomatic and you want to be tested and it's available to you, having that test does not mean anything for your quarantine unless your specific agency states that they will not allow you to work if you have a test. I'm aware of one college student, for example, that had a negative test and had a a non-high-risk exposure, but because she had been tested, the college would not allow her to come on the campus for 14 days from that test. Now, personally, I think that's ridiculous, but there are certain agencies that are very, very fearful of this, and if yours is one of those, then I encourage you to not be tested, or if you want to be tested privately and keep that to yourself just for your own peace of mind, there are agencies in the state that you can pay cash to get tested. But, Remember, only a high risk exposure, which is defined well by the CDC, for example, as over 15 minutes of contact within six feet of someone who is symptomatic if you're not wearing masks or if you're in an enclosed space with poor ventilation. The British Medical Journal states that an equivalent would be within 12 feet, for example, for five minutes or more with someone who is found to have been secreting virus. That would also be considered a high risk exposure to most of us who look at all of these data day by day. So just consider that. And just a side note for our listeners, uh, if you're not aware, this podcast came out as a result of needing to have a longer format to share ideas and to give useful information to those who are interested as a result of a YouTube channel that we started in late April, early May called What's Up Doc?, So if you're interested and you'd like to search YouTube for What's Up Doc and just spell it the way it sounds with a question mark, and then you can put my last name and it'll make it easier, S-P-A-N-N, you'll find a lot of useful information that we've been publishing about the coronavirus outbreak since uh, May. And also, uh, you'll see some things that I said early on that I have uh, sadly had to retract, but 98% of what you see there is useful and valuable, and I've gone and retracted those things in a podcast regarding comparing this to influenza directly and just some of the, uh, the heat that came out initially as a result of some of the uh, controversial information, and I've tried to, to remedy that. So just consider that if you'd like to see some visual representations of all this with the statistics and data and studies that we use, they're there at What's Up Doc, the YouTube channel. So I want you to take that just as a kind of an interim update. Uh, we're doing a, a little bit better in Stone County because I see people being very careful. And uh, I, I'm really proud of the efforts that so many are taking. I had a lady that walked to my door today uh, to get something that my wife had made for them. And they kept their six foot distance. They had a mask on, even though we're close friends. And I was just really proud of them because they're doing what they can do. And I really do appreciate the fact that you care enough to listen. I'll see you soon.